Hello, hello, y'all. Welcome back hey, to another episode Hi. of Bravo Wild Black. I know y'all hear that voice, okay? Mm-hmm. We got Miss Gabby from Winter House hey. on Bravo Wild Black. We have been wanting to talk to this girl literally since we found out that she was on the show. Yes. Because, you know, our nosy ass, like, we knew that she was on the show before they announced the cast. Yeah. Like, we, we posted her and Andrea, and we were like, wait, they got a black girl. <laughs> so, this is our time, y'all. Run out. That's awesome. I love that for us. Another black girl. I'm like, okay, got, got some more, we got some more visibility, okay? But she, um, you know, is a model. She's booked and busy. She's a business owner. She also was on America's Next Top Model, which we will get into it. So this resume is stacked, honey. Mm-hmm. And she just did a huge campaign uh, for something near and dear to our hearts. I don't know if she wants to say just yet. I can talk about it. Okay. So what was that campaign that you just booked? So it was for the 50th year anniversary for Dark and Lovely. and. Honestly, the little baby girl inside of me was just like, she just lit up because it was, I've been casted with them numerous of times, but as times are changing, I'm finally one of the first biracial people to ever work with Dark and Lovely. You know, I've always been too fair skinned, but it does show now that black comes in every single shade. Um, and it was honestly the best experience. I got to embody five huge icons. I got to be, it's T-Boz, right? Before I butcher her name, T-Boz. Yes. yes. I got to um, with the haircut. I got to be Beyonce. Um, I got to be, it was like more in between like Olivia Pope and Aaliyah. It was kind of that. Um, Mariah Carey slash uh, Whitney Houston. And then I got to be the 70s girl. Don't know what character that was, but 70s. Like, I'm so proud yes. that you got to do this because it's not only like, something that's near and dear to our hearts like you know we went from as black girls we went from just for me and then when you got to a certain age you go to dark and lovely and even to this day my mom still does the dark and lovely perms not super because that takes hair out um (laughs) but she does the dark and lovely like dying um too so that brand has just been in our homes for such a long time decades decades and now 50 years like that's a huge like anniversary and obviously you know with uh the the movement going on that is about visibility of black women in general because even though you might be a lighter shade you still face you know what people of color face all the time so I'm just so glad that you're able to be a part of that in addition to you know being on Bravo but we want to know what does Gabby do when she's not busy? Like, number one, where do you live? Because you be flying around all <laughs> everywhere. I don't know <laughs> where to international superstar. Um, exactly. You so are I'm very based much in New York. I'm based in New York, but Gabby's going to be in Miami a lot. I have two meetings tomorrow with an agency in Miami that wants to sign me and an agency in LA. So I'm going to have three homes now, guys. I know that's I'm right. I'm about that. I'm just honestly, I think the thing is when you're hot, you have to keep the momentum going. And I'm like, right, right. now, everything is happening. It's like, you don't stop and you don't get comfortable. You keep on going. And so that's just something. So I'm here in New York, 
going to be in Miami, going to be in LA. Hopefully the UK at some point when COVID, you know, dies down. Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Okay. So New York, Miami, and LA for now, but where did you grow up? Um, from St. Louis, Missouri, the dirty, dirty St. Louis. Ooh. Isn't that where Nellie's from? Yeah, it's Nellieville. <laughs> Nellie. Not you knowing fun facts about Nellie. I know a lot about a, a lot about Nelly. Wow, I think we all some know things about. that I didn't know I was gonna know about. I mean, Nelly. we all found that out. I was like, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, when you are not jet setting and filming and modeling and posing and eating the girls up, what do you do in your free time? Like, what do you do for fun? I know that you work out a lot. Like, you're very into fitness. Um, but what else do you do? So it's like, honestly, jack of many trades. I love writing. I do write in my uh, spare time. I love reading. If you see my book collection, it's insane. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I love running. I love hanging out with my best friend. I- I'm pretty, and my cat, you know. But uh, yeah. I-, I mean, I'm a pretty ch- chill person when I have downtime because I don't get much downtime. So mm-hmm. honestly, it's sure. just like resetting myself and recentering who I am. So reading and writing really centers me. So something that I really noticed about you specifically is that you are very into inspirational posts and like lifting people up and things like that. Like, what have you always been like that, or did something within you like? get triggered and then you're like you know what let me spread this information let me read about you know positivity vibrations all of the good stuff you know it's I think there are so many things I think there's been traumas in my life I think you know I am a mixed girl from St. Louis that that is extremely tough consistently always being bullied but my mom always she lived by faith and I was like you know what what I have gone through, I never want another human to endure or feel. I think I have the strength to go through many things, many times again and endure, not the kindness of people, but it's also showing an example that, you know what, there is one kind person out there and it's at least giving someone hope that not all of us are assholes, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we need kindness. We need kindness. We need love. And you never know who you're helping and, that could be the day that you're saving someone's life. And I think that we really have to remember that despite everyone, we have flaws and we all fuck up, but you know, we sharing a little kindness, it takes absolutely nothing except putting your ego aside. So mm-hmm. I know that's right. Because when I seen you do like the words of affirmation and you were making the notes, I'm like, that is so important because there's so many times throughout the day where it's like, I need that kind word. And even if you like create it yourself, it's like, and just remind yourself of these things. I I feel like it can take you further along in your day and just create a, a more positive atmosphere. Yeah, it definitely doing the um, words of affirmation and the quotes that I put up on the walls in Winter House. Um, I was having a rough time to begin with and I already knew coming in being extremely introverted from the rest of the people. It was something that was going to help me get through it. And honestly, it was probably one of the best things I did because it was tough. It was really tough for me. So 
I think honestly, anyone can do that though. It really does. There's something about choosing a random note and then living by curiosity through that note through the day. You really see how you're able to move and it's like impacted in your subconscious. So So then you speak, speaking of warehouse, let's just get into it. Like, how did you get the opportunity to go to Winter House? Like, who invited you? I know on the show it said that you were a friend of a friend of a friend, but is that how it is? Did you get scouted? Or did you hear of even Summer House before when you heard about this project? What did you think? Like just knew, going in. How did you go I into it? Summer House. Um, I only watched a few episodes, like right when COVID hit, when I was living in Miami. Um, I was, I mean, so Julia brought me in the house. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it. Um, so, I mean, I'm grateful for that part. Okay, so being in the house, who would you say was like the most welcoming other than obviously Julia because she was your friend, but who did you get along with the most? Who did you click with the most um, in the house? You know, what's funny. So, um, I mean, obviously it was taken out, but Kyle and I, um, we really did have a good bond. He was probably the one person when no one else was around where we were able to talk and have intellectual conversations. Um, and I felt like he saw me from the rest of the people, you know, and it was, def- it was a friendship and I'm really grateful for that. I will say as time went on, um, Paige and Sierra here and there would check on me to see if I was okay. Cause it was rough, but, um, between Kyle, Amanda, Paige and Sierra, those are probably the ones that were the most welcome at different points of being there you know so that was nice to have okay and and what like when you entered the house was there anybody that like you were worried about clashing with maybe or you didn't think you were going to get along with I didn't think I was going to get along with Paige and honestly I ended up absolutely loving her but it's also how things can you know media things get misconstrued Mm -hmm. and something that I saw in the media I thought I was like Oh, red flag for me, but honestly, extremely nice. I actually do like her. Um, and you know, um, when I got off the show, I had torn my ACL. She was the one person that reached out to me and said, if you need anything, I live down the street, I'll come help you. So honestly, that it was a huge turnaround for me. So I really have Paige sits up high compared to a lot of the people in the house because she did check on me even when we were out of the house and no one else did so that's so good to know that you know she's a good person on yeah. and off camera because on camera you know she's a girl's girl yeah but sometimes you know you don't know what people are like in person so yeah. that's good to know that she reached out as individuals i think everyone is absolutely amazing i think when people come in a groups and then, you know, you see different parts of people's personalities come out. But I think individually, she's probably my top favorite. Do you talk to her? Do you talk to anyone from the cast? Um, I Luke checks on me. I talk to Luke um, here and there and things like that. Um, I, let's see. Um, I talk to Paige here and there, asking for advice. Every blue moon, I'll talk to Sierra. Um, Jason and I were trying to link, but then I was busy. Then he was out of town. 
but um, that's for the most part. And here and there, Lindsay, just because I'll run into people that are huge fans of her. Um, but there's only a small niche of people that I do talk to. But I think the ones that I do talk to are the most genuine. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so let's just get into your storyline. Okay. We were introduced to you, you know, as Julia's friend. We got to see that you are, I don't, I, like the people were saying that you were kind of too introverted for the show. Like you didn't bring enough drama, but I feel like that's because of who you are. Like you're a calm, human being who kind of like you don't want to start shit just for the sake the sake of starting right. shit you know what i will say is i mean a lot of things didn't make the cut um because obviously craig said i was hell bent on lighting the house on fire but i think the thing is i since i was quiet when i did open my mouth it stirred the pot with everyone but i'm a very honest blunt person and i don't mean any harm but i think the thing is when I don't have any friends in the house because I didn't have a friend anymore after Julia. So I had no one in the house. So I kept to myself, but if someone asked me something regarding the people that I did know already in the house, I'd say something. And then everyone had their little friends and their little networks and things like that. And they'd go back and they'd gossip about what I said or whatever it was. So it just didn't make the edit. It was know? a little bit clicky. And when yeah. you weren't in a click, you yeah. know, you weren't able to really like just show your yeah. personality. And then it was, um, you know, it, uh, one part I will say it was tough because I have a lot more guy friends than I do girls. The thing is all the girls either are actually with someone in the house, dating someone engaged or they're exploring something. So mm-hmm. it's kind of already like, okay, I don't mesh with girls that well. I get along with men so well, but then I have to walk on eggshells because if I'm seen hanging out with one of the guys that they're talking to hella breakers. So then it's just like, you go back in your show and then it's like, yeah, oh, Gabby, you, you kind of can't Everyone's like, really watching me. And I, I felt like I couldn't be me at all. And mm-hmm. I don't think that was fair. Um, so I just, I don't know. Uh, I just, people really, I felt how to doctor me. Okay. And I know that Amanda and Kyle got married. Like we're seeing the road to that, but on winter house, there was a preview where it was like, Kyle is flirting with Gabby. (laughs) Was that taken out of context or was there like a situation out of context, but same time, I, I don't really care. He told me that I had the best butt in the house. So I don't know anyone yet. So obviously I'm like, you know, off put because he's engaged. So, oh, okay. But like, that's Kyle. And I know that. Mm-hmm. And I really, I love him. He's really good guy, but that was what it was. I had the best bud in the house. That was like, cause they made it such a, and I, I feel like, it. you know, it's a winter house and the point is for everybody to get together. People who wouldn't normally click up. It's like, regardless of, yeah. I don't even know why they would use that because I feel like if you're engaged and if you're that concerned about your relationship, then don't be on a show like this. Or don't say that, you know, because even on Summer House, you can see him kind of, I wouldn't say flirting, but saying things that I wouldn't be comfortable with someone that I'm engaged to 
saying to someone else, like when they were talking about in a right. recent episode, how, you know, girls, one girl was hooking up with a girl. Lindsay was talking about how she hooked up with girls and Kyle is like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so hard or whatever. And I get that that's like in his personality. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if you are my, you know you're being, you're getting into, I think my, you know what? Um, I would probably be the best relationship guru because the thing is, and I don't think people realize is people are people. You have to be an absolute idiot to think that you're not going to find someone else attractive. It's what you do after that is the problem. But also it also falls on a partner. If you know how your partner is, doesn't that fall on you because you're accepting it and you allow accepted it for too long. And so guess what? Now you can't retrain someone that you've been with for so long. So it takes two to tango. So I I don't, I think that it falls on two people as individuals to choose what I'm going to tolerate, what I'm not going to tolerate. And if you cannot deal with it, get out of the kitchen. I know that's right. Amen. I get in trouble because I speak my mind. No, but that's the thing. Like, that's the truth because we're not just, this is not like a specific like yeah. a situation where that's only happened I mean, this on is in general in life. I think one show, this is like actual, Very like show. real but life. It's you're going to be attracted to other people. You can chat with other people. It's what you do beyond that is when, you know, you have to learn to draw the line. And then mm-hmm. also it's putting up boundaries with your partner. If you continue to keep tolerating something with your partner, no shit, they're not going to respect it because they know they can do it again. Right. So Exactly. And it turns out, you know what? They're fine with me because I got married anyway. So it is what it is. <laughs> you know? And we've been telling her anyway. I know I've been telling her. <laughs> so um, from Winter House, I know you guys did some activities, but a lot of things didn't make the show. Like, what are some activities that you did, like winter activities? that uh, so didn't one, make the show that you had fun in or is there something that yeah. you wish that they would have shown about you personally you know i had um i gotta take everyone dog sledding but it didn't make it and honestly it was i love animals and it was something for me to be one with nature and just really you know it was good for me to mentally reset um and it was a like about six of us, and we had a good time. It was fun, beautiful dogs. We got didn't make it, but yeah, that would have been fun to see. Job. I just didn't make it, and yeah, and was that your first time going to Vermont? Yeah, and honestly, it was. Um, I mean, it was on my bucket list to go to Vermont, mm-hmm. be in a log cabin, drink red wine by like the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was more like drinking red wine, crying by the fireplace. But Listen, uh, as long as he was drinking red wine in Vermont, you could check that off your list, y'all. I sure did. <laughs> and then you got to do it for free. So you and know what? Exactly. I'm honestly, it's crossed off. <laughs> I tried to go to snowman. It didn't work out. Well, yeah. I so, do you have any like business ventures? um that you're working on or are you like is your model model life is your focus right now um i'm actually getting into acting i've been acting but i actually got a few scripts for some big roles so i'm really excited about that um i would say in six months you need to bring me back on because really something really exciting which i will tell you guys off screen is happening um yeah but um what else is happening 
Um, I'm starting a podcast. It's called The Gift of Gab. Ooh. Oh, I love it. So we'll have to do like a whole nother thing. Um, so honestly it's, and then it's like getting more. So it's like signing with LA and Miami because it's, I'm really honestly, I'm trying to get more onto the film side. I guess the thing with like, you know, um, being in a house, having housemates and things like that, having the world to see, I love acting. I can be anyone you want me to be, but when it comes to being me, I'm never going to not fake the funk of who I am. So I like being able to, with acting, portray someone else because people know it's not me so yeah you just can't make right. it you're real bitch. Not, because it's not yeah. my core to lie to myself about being something that i'm not, so. so do you think so, you would like ever do reality tv again or something like winter house yeah. again were you um, like invited to summer house in winter house too no i okay. was i mean from what i know no but i will i would never knock it i am honestly grateful for the opportunity I had. I met a lot of wonderful, beautiful people. Uh, they all have a different place in my heart. Um, I would do it again. And I would have loved to do it again because I would have loved to go back and people really get to finally, you know, they saw that I'm an introvert, but in different circum- circumstances, I'm actually really goofy and like wild and carefree. It was just it was a lot. You lose your friend. And I had yeah. to walk away yeah. from that. So I already feel like I'm walking on eggshells. Um, I would love to go back. Honestly, I fucking would love to go back. I just, you know, it's maybe it's not for You're me. Speaking right? into existence. Like yeah, they're filming Winter House 2. Um, yeah. They're filming Winter House 2 on Friday, I think, yeah. starting. So when this episode comes out, they'll be filming. Mm-hmm. Um, but since it seems to be like a recurring thing, maybe you'll get invited to Summer House. Or so oh, Winter House three, I like sure hope so, honestly, I would, I would like love to, to be in a that. bikini and me tan with freckles. Summer House, mm-hmm. the cutest in the Hamptons, in the Hamptons, honey. But honestly, you might be too booked and busy to even right. do that because you have so many things going yeah. on between getting signed to Miami and LA, and then you're going to have your podcast and then your acting roles. It's like you might not have time to even fuck with them like that. That might have been. Just, I mean, uh, I would make time. You know what? I think the thing is, I would like people to see me in more of. A, I think you know what the thing is. Even with people, sometimes it does, either you really love me on spot, or it takes time for people to warm up and really love me. And I think that's also how it would be seen. Is like you know what? Okay, Gab, she's there. She's shy. Well, not mm-hmm. actually. I'm not shy. I'm just in my own lane. Um, I would like. I would like to go back and let people see the fun side of me, you know, um, but I am accepting that you have to just flow and whatever does come next, I'm accepting it. It doesn't happen there. It wasn't supposed to. So. Amen. So this wasn't your first reality show though. The people need to know Mm -hmm. that you were on like the OG triple OG iconic reality show. Want to be on top? We all want to be on top. <laughs> you know, yeah, America's Next Top Model. And I just want to know, like, when you were a, a, a child, what did you think that you were going to grow up to be? And, like, how did you find modeling? Or was America's Next Top Model the thing that got you into modeling? Guys, want to hear a crazy story? How I got cast So my girlfriend, um, no. So anyway, back backtrack is I, my granny 
um, my granny used to always say, she's like, you're Miss America. Like, there's just something about you. You're going to change the world. You're going to be somewhere in the media. And I always knew I wanted to act. I wanted to be on camera. I used to want to sing because um, I'm obsessed with Tony Braxton. So that's what got me. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Us too. Like, like we went to a Tony, a Tony Braxton concert together. Yeah. Like with my mom. And oh, you guys, love love my wedding. Tony Braxton. We Tony Braxton my wedding. Okay. Back to, okay. So how I got casted for Top Model. So my girlfriend was like, she stayed in the outskirts of St. Louis two hours out. She goes, Gabby, can I come um, to St. Louis and stay with you and go to this casting? her top model and I said yeah for sure and she goes a night before you should come too and so I said all right I'll audition didn't really care but I was like I'll go audition and so I go and audition and I'm meeting with all the directors and everything and they're just like what makes you want to be a top on top model and I go well I'm a chameleon and I'm just very nonchalant about it but I was like I can be whatever you want me to be and so obviously it's like six months of like casting so this is like July. No, this is like June. I get a call in July. They're like, we need you in Chicago this weekend. You made the second cut. And so I'm like, okay, I go. And this is before there's more cuts to go. And so I'm meeting with the casting director. Um, I think her name Danielle. And she goes, um, they call all these numbers out. My number wasn't called. And I was like number 69. So it's like, oh, I guess mom, we're going. Like, they didn't call my number. I guess I didn't make it to the next level. The PA, I'm in the elevator. The PA puts his foot in the door and he goes, is number 69 here? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, you were actually the only girl we wanted. And it was, and it was like, honestly, it was so surreal. If I would have went down in that elevator, never would have. Yeah. But I was the only girl in that room that they wanted. And there was like thousands of girls after the second casting. So it was kind of like, so six nine has always it's, been like my one of my favorite numbers because it's always been my good luck number. Um, it's weird. I though. like six nine too for both very good. <laughs> we love that for us. <laughs> but yeah, so that's honestly that's like the quick version is my girlfriend I, didn't make it and I ended up making it. That's it's like kismet almost you know like you weren't even planning to go and then on top of that you almost missed your chance and you were the only one so it's like what's meant for you is always going to come to you and that's what we learn (laughs) every single in in, in every single aspect of our lives whether it's relationships whether it's career-wise whether it's you know whatever you want to do like what's meant for you is already there for you whether you believe in god or the universe like everything that you are meant to go through is already like laid out and it's accepting it like you just got to accept that you know Mm -hmm. what maybe not this time guess what that doesn't mean you cry you sit back and say that i can't do anything in you find another door you find someone else that says i see you we're gonna turn you into something like there's always something more and you have to stay positive and trust your journey and you can you will never be mad if Things will always continue. I need you on your Gift to Gabby podcast to have, I don't know what it's going to be about, but I need like little five minute inspirational talks for everyone because I need <laughs> to hear. About, it's storytelling because I'm really good at storytelling. So the Gift of Gab is about, I have my entire career have had high profile friends in high places and I've always 
held them, you know, I've never slept with them or anything. And I've always just built respect and rapport. So when I go around people like, yeah, Gabby, we love her. So the story is all my friends and people in this industry, I, I want to take them and story tell. So like, you know, you can take like shock or Neo or any of these people. And you say, how did you start? You know, you want to, I want, like I said, I like to inspire people. So for those kids that look like us, that, you know, don't think that they're made for anything. I want to give my people and humans all around that chance to say that, you know what? He started from this too. He didn't start, have anything, you know, and not even a person believe in, he created this journey. So I want to tell the people's stories to inspire more people to be bigger and better and believe that they can do these. So that's what the gift of gap is about storytelling to inspire more people to achieve their dreams. That's what I love that. Oh my God. I can't wait until Right. I can't wait until it comes out because there's just so much negativity in the world. And it's not even sometimes people doing it on purpose. It's just like life and like where we're at post 2020, post pandemic, post Donald Trump. Like sometimes (laughs) things are not. I think a lot of the time negative on purpose because of a lot of the things that we've endured, you know, the world stopped. I mean, not just a city, the world stopped. People mm-hmm. lost their jobs, lost their homes, you know. Um, lost family. like yeah, so, I mean, numerous of people lost family members back to back to back. And, you know, you just, you want to give people hope. Like, exactly. You need more hope. And maybe that'll knock one chip off of somebody's shoulder. Yeah, that's what I always feel like, you know, with Bravo Wild Black, even the page or the podcast is like, if we can even make one person feel seen, or make yeah. one person's day, we've done something done because something. you guys, yeah, like all Bravo we Wild Black. I mean, that's compliment. You guys having Bravo Wild Black, and like when you guys first reach out to me, it made me feel seen. A, like feeling part of a community because we don't have many Black Bravo fan base. You know, exactly. so it's like it's it's a safe place um, for women of color. Well, mostly women of color because most women are on Bravo. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you gave us a safe place, and I think we need that. And then, honestly, having this base that you guys built gets more colored people to even watch Bravo. So exactly. You're good. Oh, thank you. Because we we're, sometimes we're just like, well, fuck. Like, because Bravo <laughs> does some things sometimes where we're just like, okay, how are we going to continue to support this network that has this person on it that did this certain thing, but yeah. then we rewind and we go back to, okay, well, why didn't we make this? Oh, so we can speak out on these things. And so we can support the people of color who are on the network. Yeah. So that's how we kind of explain it when people are like, oh, but they still have Ramona. They still have, uh, you know, this person, they still have that person on. And we're like, you know what? That's true. But at the same time, people like, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, The Real Housewives of Potomac, you, Garcelle on Beverly Hills, like we yeah. want to be able to show up for these people that are on there. So that that, that is what and we set know, out to do. Voices may not, what I've realized is sometimes your voice may not be heard. Sometimes, you know, it, it gets brushed under the rug, but doesn't mean you ever stop. And for you guys, you guys keep going because sometimes it may feel like, why am I doing this? You're doing it for people like us. 
and there's going to be another girl, another guy to come on and they're going to need a safe space. And you guys are doing that. And you guys are actually a safe space for anyone in any kind of genre in this whole acting reality world. So, and we need yeah. that. So, And our other thing is we really just want to like make people laugh because we are ignorant. Okay. We just wanted to make people laugh in addition to, you know, getting all those things out. But okay. So I do have something that I want to talk to you about with America's next top model, because it's like Tyra Banks is just the penultimate like woman. Like she was a model. She's an actress. She had her own talk show. And I just, I understand that some of the things on the show were traumatizing for people who were on the show. But then I also feel like we're looking back 20 years ago when things were a lot different. And in addition to that, people who don't understand the industry don't understand that models aren't really put in intense situations. Like y'all don't just show up and just fucking look pretty. Y'all be out there in weather. Uh, and different kinds of like elements. I mean, it's yeah. with like, a lot of things, you know, the people you work with, the kind of characters you work with. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, something about the blowback about like America. You know what I have to say? It's like you could even say for Winter House or anything. When you get on these things, you know what you sign up for. Sometimes it may not go your way, but at the end of the day, we knew what we signed up for. I knew when I signed that contract, what I was getting into a top model. I mean, I watched it as a child. Um, and obviously there's certain things that go on behind the scenes, but um, you know what? I'm grateful for the opportunity. I will never bite the hand that fed me and gave me any chance. And I think, I think in this world, we lack a lot of gratitude. Um, you know what? She gave a lot of people platforms and a lot of people, with those platforms have spat down on her. But let me tell you, why did you go on the show then if you're going to go shit on her? That's how I feel. Don't, don't do that. Like all these people wanted to be on it because of who Tyra was. And yet you, it's like, I don't know. I just, and then if they didn't, if they didn't go through that bad experience, they would love one. They would have been like, they would have praised Tyra, but because you didn't win, you're a sore loser. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't, uh, I think that's just char- character conflicts within themselves. Yeah, I think that's also what Eva said, uh, even Marcel, because, you know, obviously she was like the, the first yeah. winner or whatever. So she was she was saying the same exact thing. It's like, you know, Tyra put us on. So How can you, you could have, when you shaved your head or when you were forced to do this, you could have literally, literally just said no and, and walked out. I mean, she also, care, like, you know what the thing is also, we were picked, A, the way we look, but also because we had certain personality characters. You know, when I walk down the street and someone recognizes me from being on Top Model, um, and they'll say, Gabs, you've inspired me for this such and such reason. You know what, Tyra gave me a platform, girls like me, and I've been able to inspire, even if it's only a few, you inspire some. Um, I didn't. I didn't make it all the way through. I'm still grateful that I ever was even thought to be that good in her eyes, you know? So Yeah. And it's like crazy because this is like a black woman who's overcome so much in the industry. And she decided to like 
give back. You know, like just to be a black woman is hard, but to be a black woman in the modeling industry is just like a whole, like, you know, like it's a whole nother monster. So I I understand that people feel a certain way about it, but at the same time, like she, you know, did what she needed to do. And under business circumstances, that's how it had to be. And also we're on TV things work differently, you know, um, right. So it had to be the way that it was. So, right. And then there's also the factor, like, since we're just talking about like TV in general, like there's production, there's story maps, like there's people, she, I'm not going to say that she's a figurehead. Like she's very involved in it, but it's like, not just Ken mock is top model producer. Even when I went to, um, what is it? Not TLC. The other now MTV when it went to MTV, Ken Moxo produced it. Ty, I don't know why people slap Tyra. There's people behind the scenes helping her create this establishment mm-hmm. and smack the entire industry. Then don't slap her, smack everyone, you know. So, whatever, exactly. People are gonna talk, people are gonna talk, child. That's one thing people are gonna do, but um, <laughs> the thing is. When you go back and you watch, say it like every sentence. When you watch America's Next Top Model, it's just as iconic as it was back in the day. I'm sorry, like when you look better watching it as an adult. Can I just say I had the worst accent? I was so country. My accent was so country. I was like, I should never open my mouth. It's so bad. I'm so happy. We don't even we don't even think twice about it because our moms are southern as hell. Okay, yeah, my mom's from mom. Georgia. It's so funny. Uh, so, is there anything before we get into our little like we don't really do recaps, we do commentary. Mm-hmm. But is there anything that you want to clear up about the Windsor House situation between you and Julia? Like, because they made it yeah. seem like you were kind of jealous that Julia was flirting with Luke and uh, it was just I don't know it, it is there anything that you would like to say about that um yeah I do so the thing is it was yeah liked Luke woohoo that's been faded um but the thing is it was never about Luke and I wish people knew that it, it was never about him it is a trust factor when you have a friend that has continuously hurt you and put you in uncomfortable positions, you get to a point where you say, you know what, I'm done. And it just sad. It happened on our winter vacation that I said, I'm done with you. So I can see why everyone thinks that it's jealousy. No, because I can get another blonde hair, blue white guy. Like it's not, it was just pure fun entertainment to have someone to connect with. But, um, I don't do with, well with betrayal and when you hurt me i dead you there's no coming back from me and that's it that's yeah especially when you're given someone so many chances and it it's like we're also like on tv so it's like you're making me seem a certain way and it's literally about the friendship you know like it's about the friendship so when someone who i mean you know, it's like you can hear the feedback from fans. Like so many people were just like, "Gabs, I feel you on this." Like no one wants to be Julia or something like that. But it's like 
a lot of people, and then some people obviously were like, no, she's jealous. So everyone does read it different ways and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But end of the day, I know how I felt about it. And I I don't do well with someone hurting me. And you shouldn't have to deal with that, like at all. I just wish you could control your own narrative a little bit more with reality TV. And it sucks that they like, cut the scenes and make scenes seem a certain way to like boost ratings or make other people look good like the fan favorites and stuff like that and they don't really take into consideration that after the show airs like you have to deal with this because people think this is who you are like and they don't even realize like you're completely different from this I I and I will call it a character because I feel like they don't show all aspects of people they just only show certain scenes yeah. That would boost ratings. Um, I mean, a hundred percent. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely think people thought that they could toy with me. Um, <laughs> because I, I, I am, I am very kind, but also with my kindness, I will cut you off in an instant. And so I, I don't know. So maybe, I don't know. And honestly, I, I guess, you know, it's taken me a year to look back on everything and say, you know what? I did my best in the position that I was put in. Um, And I am okay with how people perceive me because I do know I have to go to bed alone and I do like me at the end of the day, what everyone else thinks it cannot matter because it will only hurt me more. And I want to continue being great and continue being better. And I'll never be better if I continue to, order all of that hate and pain in my heart so just when you're done you're done it's all about whether you can live with yourself at the end of the day like you just said and you can and I feel like if I was in that same situation I would be mad too like it's literally not about that it's about you don't try me one too many times and then you're about to try me again so I'm gonna cut you off like so it's like I could seem like a hater but would you want a dishonest friend? Would you want someone that knows? It was weird also because she had a boyfriend. So that was my whole thing. It's just that, why are you so comfortable, like, dancing and all that stuff? Well, and you got a man. You blame it on me that Gabby's watching everywhere. I'm in my room. Right. How am I watching? I'm in my yeah. room because you cornered me into my room. And it's right. really not even about that. It was just a simple, it was like girl code, I feel. And it's her just being, like, stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just some things you just don't do to people. And I guess I'm the only one with the sense of moral code. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, either way, I feel like you were perceived great because I enjoyed your character, your, you know, you on the show. I loved you. Like the most I relatable. Think. Yeah. Person. I think that's what America needs. I think America needs people. That's why I would love to go back. I think so many people reside. Like, I don't want to be a person that someone cannot relate to. I want that person to be like, I feel you. I, Mm -hmm. you, you're like me. That girl's just like me. I think it's inspiring. Drama and fun is, I mean, drama and all that. It's, it's fun. It's entertaining. But what about the person that, you can look up to, but exactly, it's just not for that, you know. 
Exactly, you know, but you like know what? Like, the the good thing about it is that at the end of the day, even though it may not have been uh, the best story edit, we did have some good times with you. You did seem like you wanted to be fun. And then we also just got to know you, you know, over social media. So if you never would have did that, then this never would have happened. So I'm just grateful that you were on there and we know the real tea behind, you know, certain things. And it's just great to have this conversation. So I do have a question for you. Do you watch Bravo or do you watch any TV like in general or do you not have time to watch TV? When I do have time, I I like um I mean obviously Bridgerton. That was cute. Ooh, um, next next month? Next I, month. It's like March 7th or something. Um or 17th. What else? I like that show Abby Downton. I feel like I was supposed to live in like the 17th, 18th century. So I really yeah. love these old regal like British movies and shows. <laughs> I mean honestly. That's what I watch, or I like watch The Good Doctor, or like Good Girls and things like that. New Amsterdam, that's kind of my vibe. Oh, yeah. you're very much an NBC girl. Oh, or like that. a Fox girl. Prime time, it's prime time. So. A prime time girl, not yeah. just like streaming and, you know, like. I don't watch much reality, uh, but sometimes I'll binge. Like if there's nothing going on, like during COVID, I would start binging on reality shows because it's pure entertainment when you can't have entertainment going on around you. <laughs> so, okay. So do you know the general conversation around Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Just like everything that's been going on with Jenny, who they fired for. Uh, oh, that whole situation? Being racist. Like I just straight up racist. Was- absolutely distasteful of her to make a video of uh, the apology video it made it worse and it just showed how much of a bigot you are yeah some things you just cannot clean up and something like that you can't you not to say that she won't be able to reinvent herself but i highly doubt unless she stays in her she's gonna go to like a conservative channel like it's very much whatever she if she wants to go on fox news that's where she'll be welcome but real housewives of salt lake city just aired their finale it feels like it's been eight years of like in in one season (laughs) i was about to say can we admit that that episode was not needed Okay, yeah, the finale was so <laughs> unnecessary. I want to be on Real Housewives of Potomac, right? Like they they get shit popping. I I feel like I would jive with them. First of all, I like older men, and all of them like, uh, what's her name, Ashley with the older white man. Michael. Yes, Ashley Darby. We had her on. She handed him. Time. Did, uh, what did she do? She handed him the prenup or something about signing it. Um, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, and then they actually because most men I date are like twenty years older, so I, I think yeah, (laughs) you would be on Potomac basically. I feel like you and Ashley would definitely get along, and you would also relate. Except Ashley, like both of you guys are mixed, but Ashley has a black mom and a white dad. You have a white mom and a black dad, but either way, you guys relate into that same um, 
experience. So I, I feel like it would be Ashley, Karen, and Gabby. Like yeah, like I know the I new Holy Trinity. I watched it and I was like, I think this is the only one that I'm gonna watch of Housewives because I felt like I could see myself in that. Yeah. So we're going to get into the Salt Lake City finale, just okay. give our thoughts, and then give MVP of the season. The finale, uh, we have Heather Gay finally having like a, a memorial for her father who unfortunately passed during COVID. And she was explaining that since she got out of Mormonism, her father did not approve of that. And meanwhile, we had Jen Shaw Okay, Jen Shaw's trial is next month. So I'm like shaking in my boots. I don't know if this woman is going down. Every time I talk to someone, they think that she will be going to jail because it just doesn't look good. Everyone in the case around her has pleaded guilty and, you know, been sentenced to however many years. Like people got eight years. I feel like the woman always, the housewives always get out of their shit. I don't know. I I hope so. so. But. Everyone that I talk to that is like like the Bravo lawyers or you know people that are lawyers that are that watch Bravo DM us and they're like this is really like not good because everyone around her has pleaded guilty so now she looks like the ringleader and the person Stewart who was her assistant it's rumored that he's flipped and he's going to tell everything about the alleged operation but in the finale we see her packing up her huge house to move into like i think she said it was just like a four thousand square foot house and i'm like okay girl like i'm living in like what is this like an 800 foot house like it's not even a, it's not even a house i live in an apartment a quarter apartment but i guess i guess ciao. but um she just coming to terms with that um lisa and lisa is basically launching um what, what, what was that party about? That '80s party? It was a Vermita tequila, the special right. bottles. And that I love it. Is, yeah, I love it. Like that tequila <laughs> is slamming, y'all. But she had an '80s party, and she invited all of the housewives to the party. And at the party, they confronted. Okay, Whitney confronted Mary, just about her talking about Mary's church which is alleged to have been a cult, but she claimed that she wanted to apologize to Mary, but instead of like apologizing, it was just her drunkenly rambling on. And then Jenny, the racist lady, got into the conversation and tried to make it about her because she feels that Mary wasn't trying to see her. What I I just don't like about that situation is that no one had Mary's back. And I understand that Mary has said some very offensive things that she's apologized for. Um, But if Meredith, if Whitney, if these people are trying to be her friend and trying to apologize, they should have had her back when Jenny came at her. And as Mary was walking away, Jenny literally threw a glass. And that was just completely unwarranted. That's foul. no one said anything, and she was just like, it's, it's very clear that like none of these women I'm are sorry, my friend. My friend, if you if someone throws a glass at my best friend Leah, your hair's coming out. 
It's on and popping. <laughs> no, you don't touch my people. Those are like, when I choose you, I choose you. But to let that happen and go down, no. Exactly. So we see Mary lead the party. And this is before everything was exposed about Jenny. You know, this was, this was taped months and months ago, even. But it just very, it was very interesting to watch Jenny's reaction to Mary and how she was accusing Mary of all of these things and for all of her bullshit to come out, the horrible things that she said right. and her to deflect and say that she wasn't throwing it at Mary. She just threw the glass on the floor, which is like, no. if someone is walking away from you and disengaging, why the fuck are you throwing shit anyway? She sounds like a liar. So I have a question too. Would she have been like, I know she said the racist ass shit and then she did that stupid apology video. But aside from that, would she have gotten kicked off of the show for throwing that glass? Uh, like, I don't that's think what she I want to know. Because no, they were because definitely all in Monique's down. ass. And they were definitely all in Monique and Candace's ass when that whole thing happened. And they're talking about how Bravo doesn't tolerate like all this shit, but it's like they what don't tolerate with that violence or cosine mm-hmm. violence or racism. But they have not made statements about certain things. But they quickly make statements about Kenya, who apologized for I just find that Native funny. American King Gear. But let me answer that: they absolutely would not have fired her because she was filming when all this broke. So yeah. the rumor is that we may see on the reunion the ladies confront her about her post and we may see her get fired. Well, not get fired, but we may see the last conversation with Jenny. So it just goes to show. Go on there. I would be, I would, I don't know. For her, everything that she's done to agree to go get shitted on again at a reunion. (laughs) Exactly. I don't blame Mary for not not showing up. You have a great therapist coaching you to tell you to go back. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, Mary should have just showed up to the reunion, but it would have just been Jenny talking about how offensive Mary was. Little did we know that Jenny was literally doing all this shit. All this shit, exactly, that came out. And you know what really pissed me off is just that during the finale, everything that Jenny was saying was just, I don't know, it just really irked me, just knowing the kind of person that she is. But I would have been annoyed with her regardless of if this came out or not, because she just seemed like she wanted a moment so bad. So I don't really understand why they decided that she should be on the third season, which is filming now, because she has no charisma, no storyline, no talent, anything. Really, it was just her following Mary. So I'm wondering what she would have even brought to the third nothing yeah what the it's sister like, wife so, storyline again right that's the only storyline that she had is <laughs> she just that her husband that wanted another wife and i'm just like <laughs> either y'all get another wife or y'all don't like that's it <laughs> it's very simple i just i can't it was so boring um but the finale to me it was boring i like lisa's um dress and i what i didn't like is that lisa didn't stand up or Mary, she was like, you know what, throw more shit. Like, I understand that her and Mary were in a, a rift or whatever, yeah. but you shouldn't egg on Jenny to throw shit at someone who was literally disengaging. And um, another thing that happened was that they talked to Meredith, who, I don't know if you 
Gabby, you saw the hot mic moment of Lisa, where she, her and Meredith have been friends for 10 years, but during a hot mic moment, she was talking about Meredith's marriage, her house, her, like basically everything about her. She called her a whore She's who fucked half, half, half of New York. And I'm just like, oh, wow. It's insane. Um, but Jen Shaw actually repeated the same thing, but she was very specific about it. She said that Meredith fucked half of the Upper East Side. So my whole thing mm-hmm. is that... First of all, it's no one's business who you do when you don't sleep with. And secondly, that's her body, her choice. And um, I get, I would understand if they were talking about this and she was... Okay, because she's married to Seth, but they were separated during a time. So yeah. there was a clear date of separation. So why is this such an issue if she was separated from her husband and they both dated other people? Why keep bringing I that up? We live in a world where we, even we can't, even women ourselves can be sexist towards other women. And, you know, like we do our own thing, but the next we'll look at someone else and be like, oh, they're doing this. And it's like, look in the damn mirror. You have had your moments too. I just think a lot of these people aren't self-reflective. I think that's what it boils down to. And a lot of these people are hypocrites because if they were to have a trailer of their life panned out to them, it probably wouldn't as be as, it'd probably be as trashy as the next, you know? So. Exactly. And that's what Meredith was saying when she stormed out at the end of the episode. She stormed out about uh, saying like, oh, well, I'll bring up, you know, who everyone has dated, who no one knows about. So. Now. I was like, wait, hold on now. I don't need you to stop right before there. Don't spill my tea now. Right. Okay. (laughs) What's the first? Yeah, like that scared me. (laughs) I'm gonna need you. What does she know? What does Meredith know? Because she also did the real housewives of Salt Lake City after show. And she was like, Well, I could talk about these ladies' marriages. And like she was dead silent right after it. And I'm like, what does Meredith know? <laughs> what have y'all been us? doing? Right. Wow. Meredith, if you, if you would like to come on and tell the Black people what they've done, let us know. Listen. <laughs> if you even want to tell us in, in secrecy, like... Yeah, I would, just, I would tell a soul. DM us. I'll listen. DM our private. She can literally go in invisible mode. Like, let me know. (laughs) She can literally see it say red and then unsend it. I dare you. Please. (laughs) Okay, so we always give out like a VIP of the season. Aaron, who is your VIP of this season of Salt Lake City? And also, what do you rate it out of 10? Um... Okay, so my MVP is definitely going to be Lisa Barlow. Um, and I feel like we have the same MVP. Uh, don't call me out. Because Lisa's just great. Like, I don't know. And even though I don't necessarily like the fact that she said what she said about someone that she considered her friend, like, it was a scene. And I'm just going to say that. It, it was, was good TV. It like, it will TV. go down in history. It definitely. Because it's not only, like, what she said. It was, like, 
the venom in her voice and, and the like fact that Lisa said pull. that like I would never think that Lisa of all people would say that so that and was then the shocking. thing is is it even a hot mic moment because she said all that shit then she opens the door and she's like now you can have the mic back <laughs> so you knew that you had the mic so I'm not sure that this is a hot mic moment because you gave the mic back after you was talking that cash money shit well, it was hot because she said what she needs to say and then she gave it back. That's called calculation. <laughs> and she does, she does very well. And she I just, you know, I have to watch this. I only know snippets and bits and pieces from all the Bravo sites. So I just you need to watch it. You need you know to, like, maybe I have like a few hours before I go to bed. Maybe yeah. I'll watch that watching tonight. So, which one am I watching? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They're in Utah. You would think that it is boring as hell, but it's not. I because we have Utah. They are huge. I'm like, all y'all have is like snow and mooses out there. Like, <laughs> and I love that shit. Like, I don't know. Uh, well, remember and, Lisa, we had Lisa on and she invited us to Sundance. So whenever they do Sundance again. That's why we're, the, we're like the Sundance. Oh, you had her on there? You had Lisa on there? Yeah, she was one of like the first. uh, Well, no, she was the second housewife to agree to do our podcast. And like, I like her more now. Yeah, I felt like that was good because she wasn't one of the people who were like, "Oh, you have to go through my people, and then I'll, you know, be on." Like, she literally DM'd and she was like, "I'll do it." (laughs) Yeah, like. So I'm like, we really appreciate that because we're not on a network. You know, we do this independently. So she made it her business to not only come on here, talk about yeah. the show, talk about her real life, but then she also sent us um, a lot of her products. Like she had hair products um, with Nikki Bella and Brie Bella um, yeah. like a company. So she's just a really nice person like outside of the show. And that's so another I think reason that, she's MVP. That's I'm why she's my MVP. All that up. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's another. But and, if and I had to pick a runner up, it would be and this is controversial, it would be Mary Cosby. Because I know that she was problematic, was but say, she apologized. Yeah. She apologized. And I think that, like, you're watching someone who has been through a lot of trauma who also lives in their own world. She yeah. married her grandfather. Wait, what? Like, her <laughs> step-grandfather. Yeah, she married yeah. her step-grandfather. Like, when her grandmother died... <laughs> Kevin's she, like, I don't know if I've watched this show anymore. <laughs> When her grandmother died, it was written that she had to marry her grandmother's husband. That was in and the will? That's what they say, Joe. So she Wait, they married slept together? her step-grandfather. They They're married. They have a They're son. married. They had a kid. No. Step-grandfather. I know it doesn't make it any better, but <laughs> her step-grandfather. Yes, and I'm just like, well, if you marry your step grandfather and you are like a member of the church and you have gone through all of these traumatic things. Oh, wait, what is it? Um, no, she is actually is that Protestant? Those people that be yelling and shouting and screaming. It's like a, a branch of Christianity, but I think that she's <laughs> Protestant. No. And like she's a head of the church. Um, and she just not it, she's just not on this planet. When she talks, you get that she doesn't understand certain things. She's in her own world. So she and, lives in Victoria. Yes, yes, she's her own like being. Literally. So also the way that she handled with 
with everything coming at her, the accusations yeah. about her church, people, you know, making fun of the fact that she married her step-grandfather, um, dealing with COVID and her, you know, her son growing up and getting out of the house and stuff like that. She is definitely my second MVP because yes, what she said was ignorant about, um, you know, Jen's eye, Jenny's eye shape and mocking her <laughs> in the Asian accent and things like that. Yeah, that was ignorant, but she was willing to listen and learn and right. apologize. Yeah. Whereas Jenny not only went online, shared all these things, accepted the responsibility for that, but then she lied and said it was a social media manager and then had a Black person in front of her just to say that she's not racist and then doubled down that she supports the police and all of this shit. And I'm like, you can support, you can support the police, but you can't. You can't believe that black people should die because they didn't follow orders. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there's a difference between that. It's not about Republican, which she was like, I'm a proud Republican. It's about human. There's so much in, um, how do I say it? Hypocritical to her to say, you know, like following directions. You know how many white people get into deep shit? Obviously, it's not like publicized, but then it's like, when you're talking about what is it? Is her husband white, right? Um, Jenny, no, he's Asian. Both yeah. of them are Asian. Oh, at least she's saying her life. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like people follow directions and they still get killed. Yeah. Period. That's just gross. It's that's just gross. Yeah, it's yeah, just. It, and there was a lot of other like, things you know, too. Through, there's like you know the Asian Lives Matter movement and things like that, and I'm a huge supporter of that. But how dare you look down on another race? going through battles when your own culture is going through battles too. And she had the nerve to be on those little infomercials talking about hashtag stop Asian hate. It's like, okay, we want to stop Asian hate. Can you also stop Black hate? There's anything wrong with supporting another genre or like another group. But that's, anyway, that's just gross. Well, we don't like her. But yeah, um, she's fired, so she can just go to the um, unemployment line. Maybe she'll get a job at Fox News. Maybe she won't. She can just go wherever the hell Kelly Dot is. Hell. Irrelevant. Um, so Salt Lake City, I would rate it maybe. I feel like it was a good, even though it was a long-ass season, it had its good moments to where I can rate it a good 7 out of 10. What about you, Aaron? I was going to say it 7. I'd say 7. Just because it, it would have been a 6, but that hot mic take from Lisa brought it up to a seven for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then also Jen Shaw talking to her lawyer and asking if she's going to have to hire Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And Jen would definitely <laughs> like, be third she's in not line a, like it's, she MVP. doesn't understand how serious this is. Yeah. And in the, I won't say that the trailer got me super excited for the reunion. Um, it's a subpar trailer, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that. We get tidbits of things that we haven't seen on the show, and we get some tea from the show. And I just also, team, uh, Lisa Lisa's, Lisa's literally walking out again um, on the trailer for the. You can't take it for the reunion because she tells them she's like she's telling producers, "Oh, you guys know what you did. You did that on purpose." Blah blah blah. So I don't know if she's gonna like leave, but. It's going to be a, a decent, a decent <laughs> reunion. It does not need three parts. That's what I will say. I don't know why we're no spreading it out to three weeks. Really needs three parts, unless this is like 
first season of Housewives of Atlanta, we don't need yeah, like the good old days. The good old days. Three when they were doing the most, like everybody was doing the most. Then yeah, but we don't need that. We really don't. Well, the last thing I do want to talk about is Summer House. Did you see the latest episode? Mm Mm-hmm. With this one Monday? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I don't watch it. I I, Okay, but did you see the one from last year in Maya, but I didn't watch um I've heard about what happened. No, I didn't see I didn't see that. I I know about it because my two best friends still watch it because they're my cat, they're my housemates. So Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, we can just talk about that show because we didn't really um, mention it on here. Yeah. But like that was a per- like I cannot say how good that episode was produced because we did see and even our commentators saw some parallels between you and Maya. It's like these two people who are in the house who's trying to mingle with these people who are predominantly white. And you guys seem like a little bit introverted, but not even introverted, just like off put because you're in, well, you were in Vermont and she's in Montauk with a bunch of white people. And then on top of that with Maya, it was like Andrea got her name wrong multiple times okay yeah i did i did see that yeah that was the one from last week andrea got her name wrong multiple times she's she's literally been the person who like the first night or the first party that they had she cleaned up the whole fucking kitchen that's how so it's like what i did every single morning <laughs> i never got a thank you i never got a thank you it's but, like if y'all are cleaning that's kitchens, a big ass kitchen and they were making a mess yeah because exactly. kyle's ass was like eating with spatulas and shit that's his thing <laughs> i mean the first episode of when like winter like our first night kyle was eating with spatulas yes <laughs> i don't go down in my house my mom would be mad well anyways was so, girl. <laughs> exactly um but she did a lot to be not to be seen but just to be herself and to try to mix in with the summer house cast to get to know everyone opened up about, you know, her divorce opened up about who she was, you know, uh, well, was it a divorce or an an engagement? Yeah, an engagement. Her ex Mm -hmm. opened up about who she was dating, who he was on Top Chef on Bravo. Um, And, you know, she just reached her breaking point. So she had a moment with Sierra when they were at the beach because Andrea got her name wrong again. And she's just like, yo, I'm with like all of these white people. We are the only you know, Danielle's a person of color, but we are the only two black girls here. And it's like, my name is Maya. Like I, you can at the very least get my name right. And this is like the third weekend that we're here. So I can understand like her frustration. And I love that Sierra was able to relate to her in that way. And it's nothing like having another person who knows exactly like what you're going through. It's nice to have um, someone see you, you know? Yeah, someone yeah, to see you. On it. Yeah. Exactly, because as much as white people can say that, you know, they sympathize, they will never truly, like, understand. Right. Yeah. So it was good to see that moment of, you know, just raw 
yo, I feel so out of place. And even though like, I know that he didn't mean to do this on purpose, this is something that happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, not only do me and Aaron relate, but I just also relate to being like too black for the white kids, but then too white for the black kids. Like you talk like a white girl, you act like a white girl, you have white girl interests. And it's just like so many things within our community. And then we have to deal with being outcast from other communities, you know, like, so it was just so much on her plate that she reached a boiling point. And we got the raw conversation between those two at the beach, but then they didn't just keep it between them. They actually gathered everyone who was at the house, except Carl, because Carl wasn't there. Um, But they, on the second episode, which they showed on Monday, she did catch them up about it. But um, they gathered everyone, and it was in a way that obviously this is produced, but this is a natural conversation that I would have in that house about, like, you know, guys, I'm just feeling away because I've been here X amount of days. I've done this, that. I've tried to fit in with you guys, and I'm just feeling not seen. Like, we have to deal with these things. And just the way that she explained it, the way Sierra got emotional and they leaned on each other and the cast was not defensive. They were listening to understand instead of listening to respond was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. No, I'm happy that they got to experience that. Um, But did you relate to Maya's experience because uh people in the comments were like i wish that gabby was able to um you know do this kind of same thing because we noticed that you were kind of you know in your room most of the time Uh, and and people might think that it's just because of the argument between you and julia but you were also a black woman in a cast of like predominantly white people um I spoke about it. It didn't in my confessionals. It didn't make the cut. Um, when I did, like, you know, the girls here and there did try to make me feel seen. Um, I think the part, like, I'm so proud that they got that moment. Um, I know my circumstances was different. I came in with a white friend. Um, and I felt like my friend stripped me of having my own emotions. Because when I said that I felt alone. And everyone knows I said I felt alone. I was told I'm sick of you saying that you feel so alone. And it's like, you're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to make me feel welcome. You're not even doing that. So I have nobody in this house. And Mm -hmm. the people that I am connecting with, I can't connect with because then the girls are going to think that I want their guy. And that was never the, I just wanted one friend and I didn't get a friend. Um, and, and, you know, Sierra and I had some good talks here and there. And, I mean, they, they never caught it. Um, but, you know, Sierra and I did see each other in many moments. It would have been nice to get something like that. But I will never take away from another Black girl getting that. So I'm happy someone did. Um, I do wish that my situation was different and I could have been seen. But maybe this was for someone else to like I will be okay maybe she needed this more than I did um, and that's a, a beautiful way to okay. look at it I'm happy she gets to now feel the love and embracing somebody 
know. So. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a beautiful way to look at it instead of like being bitter about, oh, I wish they would have did this with me. It's like, you know, I do wish they would have did this with me, but thank God that it's not slipping in the rug. They did it with someone else also who's yeah. another black woman. So that's a great, uh, you know, attitude that you have there because at the end of the day, you don't even know what could have happened because you did, you said that you did speak about it in your confessional. Maybe they could have taken a mental note from that and was like, oh, we're going to have another black girl on next season. Maybe, you know, we'll know how to handle that and know how to organically put that in. I think so. You know, maybe, I guess, you know, and, and but I guess the part that sucks is, as I say, as a biracial girl and I am very fair skinned, I feel like communities on both ends, not always, but I'm stripped of having a voice more so because of my fair skin. And maybe it's better coming out of this other girl's mouth, but I should still have a voice and I should still be able to speak about just because I have a, a maybe a different privilege over my black community. I still want to speak about and speak out about representing my people because I have that voice, which means a lot more people would listen. Um, but either way, I'm happy they got the love that they needed and America needed to see something like that in its time. So okay. Amen. Mm-hmm. It was time. And I think that the the way that it was received was just such a dramatic parallel to the yeah. way that the housewives receive it because we've seen it talked about on New York and terribly. I think that was a beautiful I get you know also I think the way that it just was I think the way that that went around you know sitting everyone down I think that's probably definitely why it got to be seen Um, but it also shows everyone in that house was coming from there's more interracial people there's more different walks of life in that house compared to ours and you got to hear different perspectives of what right. deals with. You had an Asian and white guy, you had a Latina, you have two black mm-hmm. girls, you know, you get to see the different perspectives of the pain that everyone gets to endure. And it's nice. Cause you know, it's everyone coming together saying, you know, there's a lot of pain that goes on in America and it's something that we can't ignore because these are our friends, you know, right. be there for our friends. So. Exactly. And even Kyle, like, it's not that he surprised me because I, I'm happy. I was gonna say that the but. way that he was just like, you know what? If you're uncomfortable, then I should be uncomfortable too. And I'm like, that's exactly how we need to approach things. You know, you know? I, when I talk about and I stick up for Kyle, when people have these different, um, I see Kyle in a different light because he was the one to really talk to me and have like really intense conversations. And Kyle and I got into it in the first, when I first walked in, we got it. And so it's like, but he is, he actually is a very caring person um, and people don't always get to see that. And so that honestly, I'm happy that everyone else gets to see the person that a I different know side. About, So Yeah, a different side. I think that he was, you know, really good. And Luke's side comment was ridiculous, but I... I like how he stepped mm. up and cleaned it, but he polished the conversation to go back on track and it was neatly, nicely done. So, Yeah. And the a fun fact is that it was actually, that scene was produced by a black woman. So I think that that made 
and even such more, a difference. Yeah, we didn't have that, so that's that's beautiful. Um, yeah, that definitely. I don't, I'm not going to say her name. I don't know if I, I, I'm allowed to say her name, but it, just know that it was yeah. produced by a black that's woman, awesome. and I think that that is she's also married to a white man, so it was just like she gets it. Yeah. So it was just so good to see. But uh, I'm proud of the Summer House crew. I think they're having an amazing season. They're and the most- in there. I think I see some mature. I mean, obviously, still degenerates. But I think they're maturing <laughs> in many ways, you know. Um, I think that's well, the difference between, like, the, the Vanderpump Rules crew and, like, the Summer House crew. Is, like, the Summer House crew, like, yeah, they get it wrong sometimes. But they are trying to be better. Yeah. people at the end of the day like they're yeah. trying to be better people at the end of the day they're trying to grow and learn yeah at the end of the day um everyone but craig because i still don't fuck with craig but the rest oh. of them the rest of them uh i definitely yeah. fuck with and um uh, appreciate them and i just you know at first i could not connect with summer house in general because i'm just like these are which right people going to vacation in montauk I am from South Florida. You know, we're both from, like, we came a long way. Let's just say it like that. So it's like, I could never relate to these people. And to see how, to see how they, you know, received that, it was just so good to see it. And something that we needed on the show, on Bravo, and just in life in general. I mean, I think it hit so many different, um, it went extremely broad. It hit so so many people that don't even watch it saw that and there it, it was a very unique special moment um exactly Aaron, would you like to add anything to it yeah in conclusion give gabby another season because i still stand <laughs> on what i said i want to yeah. see gabby back in the summer house or the winter house maybe it's time to switch it up so i'll recommend the summer house because i know you want the fields of sun you want something different this time around i do i would like that <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. Summer house, y'all. <laughs> well, thank you for talking with us on Bravo Wild Black. And yes. we want you to stay with us to go to the Patreon. So we're gonna wrap the episode of Bravo Wild Black up. Please let the people know where they can find you on is it Instagram, Twitter, whatever social medias you have. And if you have any product projects coming up that you want people to look out for, let the people know, child. Well, stay tuned for a couple films coming out um, within the next year, two years. And my Instagram is Gabrielle Canary. That's Gabrielle, K-N-I-E-R-Y. I have a lot of projects. Can't really share them legally, mm-hmm. but Gabby's not done. Be on the lookout y'all for Gabby. There, y'all. Gabby is not done. <laughs> so stay exactly. tuned. And thank you so much again like for coming and being on. We love having conversations like this. They're so necessary. And yeah. we just thank you. And also, I just feel like, you know, it, it was about time because we've been chatting with you for the longest yeah. time. And it's Black History Month. So this whole month we had Black guests. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was just important to, you know, get this done finally. Um, and please, people, if you are listening, rate us five stars and definitely uh, subscribe to our Patreon because yeah. that's where we get into some patreon.com slash bravo wild black um sign up for that and get some content we're talking euphoria jocelyn's cabaret uh probably bel-air soon so 
Check that out. Check it out, people. And we love you. And we'll be back next week. Happy Black History Month. Bye. Thank you, guys.